Live from the Tech Talk Studios hey. in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Hey listeners, it's Brad Cost with Tech Talk. Our guest today is Dr. Jeff Williams. Dr. Williams is an amazing chiropractor, but we found out in the episode he's got a lot of amazing skill set. One of those skill sets is he's a musician and songwriter for a band called Copperhead. So today we're going to open the episode with one of their songs from Copperhead, Dr. Jeff Williams singing Texas Highway Got my favorite band sticker on display on my truck. A blonde pulled me over in the next town. She said, I like that band all year from around here. Well, it's Friday, and if you're a Tech Talk fan, this has got to be, this is, not just got to be, this is your favorite time of the week. It's time for Tech Talk. My co-host, all the way from Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing, but Dr. Jay Greenstein, the data doc of talk is what I call him. What's up, Brad? Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm recovering still a little bit from Alaska. How about you? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I was still out west for like another, I don't know, week. Um, so, I, you know, the time zone hit me pretty hard, but I'm coming around. And today was like the first day I woke up and I was like, oh, this is how normal feels again. Their sun and and it and it went from 80, 85 degrees in Oklahoma last night. It got down to freezing, wow. so it feels it feels like fall. It's supposed to get to uh, high twenties tonight, and so it's uh, that's helping a lot. It I was still pretty darn you, warm. I have to ask you, what was your favorite thing about Alaska? We did some really cool things. I got to be honest, but it, you know the boat trip that we took uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, Kendra and I did four wheeling up to a glacier that was yeah. just, uh, just amazing. And they had enough rain. It was really muddy and Kendra had never been four wheeling. Number one, she, she, uh, you know, she's a, she's a speed demon for sure. But <laughs> I thought, what's she going to do in the mud? I showed you the video. She loved it. Yeah. She loved That's every awesome. minute of it. Um, running up and down the river and you finally come over the cliff to that glacier and it is for those of you who've never been to Alaska, never seen a glacier, they're all sizes, little, large. The one glacier we were on, the Kinnick, was five miles wide, 800 wow. feet deep, and 17 miles long. That is one big block of ice, man. Yeah, and yeah. as you got closer, as you got closer, it dropped a few degrees and a few degrees until you get there and you're you're out there. You can step out on the glacier. Uh, a lot of people were kayaking in between the bergs, and uh, it was a lot of fun. But it was great. It was a great conference. Great um, conference. It was a great conference. No question yep. about it. You had uh, you had some great sessions. Um, and then you and I did our, our ethics class and I thought we had great response. People were really involved in that. I hope there are a few of them listening today and yeah. we recorded a tech talk, uh, podcast there with the president and, uh, we'll be airing that here in a few weeks. Uh, but it was, they are great people up there, aren't they? I mean, they're just, just down to earth. Um, so nice. all of them hunt and fish and it, it just was a good time. Yeah, and Cindy got a bear rug, like a literal legitimate bear rug. Really? Jeff, I heard Cindy her Howard. talking about that. Yeah, that's so cool. So cool. How funny. All right, that so Brad, we got, a, we got a phenomenal guest, my friend. We do. 
you know, I've I've been sitting there talking to him pre-show, pre and he does a lot of very cool things. So yes, we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, why don't you take a few minutes here, introduce him, and let's let's get started. So our special guest today is Dr. Jeff Williams. And you probably know that name. He is a leader in the chiropractic profession. He is down in the great state of Texas. And I first met Jeff at Kevin Christie's Mastermind Group in Delray Beach, Florida. And I know I'd heard your name, Jeff. I had never met you before. Um, but I was like, I'm so excited to meet this dude and hang out with him. And we've become fast friends. It's been an honor to be able to hang out with you and talk to you, talk chiropractic, talk life, um, and also learn about all the cool stuff that you do, bro. You are like the chiropractic renaissance man. Don't shake your head. No, don't be all modest because you are, man. And we're going to get into that today. So, um, Jeff, welcome. It's an honor to have you here. Maybe you can tell the audience a little bit about yourself, and at least let's start with your chiropractic journey. Like, how did you become a chiropractor? Oh, that one's a that's an easy one. First of all, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, a lot of people, their parents, that you know, they were kind of born into it. Not so with me. My parents uh, really had minimal experience with chiropractic or chiropractors. Uh, I'm from a very small town called Perryton, Texas, about 8,000 people out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, literally. And um, But I was big in athletics, and uh, I happened to be on a church skiing trip. And wouldn't you know, at the last uh, run of the day, the last run of the trip, we were leaving the next morning. We were hitting a jump all weekend. No problems, except the very last one. It's always the last one. It's always the last one. It's so weird how it works, the world. But uh, I, somehow I wound up coming down on top of my head, and I landed, mm. and I bounced. And, and I knew immediately something was wrong. It just, I mean, I couldn't move. And it was instant, like, pain. Um, the, oddly enough, they didn't do any x-rays or do anything, which you would think now that'd be the first thing you do. But, um, so I just kind of dealt with it, went home, suffered for about three months. I mean, I went to mm. the MD, our family doctor. I went to uh, a DO in town because the MD didn't really help. Uh, that didn't help at all. And then finally my mom was like, you know, I went to the chiropractor once or twice and, and I really think it helped. You ought to give it a try. And I didn't know anything about it. And I, I said, you know, I don't care what it is. If you think it's going to help me, oh, let's get it done. Because like I said, three months later, I'm a freshman in high school. It's, it's sports. And um, and literally uh, in two weeks, he had me out of pain. Like you'd have hmm. never known anything was wrong with me. And I still don't really have neck issues. So That's a miracle. Uh, to me, that was really, really powerful. I'm not a blood and guts guy. I, I never thought that... I wanted to go to medical school because I had this um, I had this fear of being uh, stuck in an emergency room, and I'd be responsible for setting like a four year old's broken arm or something. Now I know that's that's silly to think about, but uh, you got to think about it. Back when we were kids, and we were trying to decide what we're going to be when we grow up, they did, we had encyclopedias. Like we couldn't just Google that up and go, "Well, right. what's this profession about?" You know, all you had to go on was personal experience. And, uh, and so I just knew I wasn't a blood and guts guy. I wasn't a bone setting guy, you know, broken, uh, bones and all that. And so I thought, you know, being a chiropractor was a heck of a way to help people in a, in a non-traumatic type of a, of a setting. And, and, uh, so that's the direction I went. 
So I'm super curious, like what did the DO do for you? Neither one of them did a damn thing for me, honestly. Just uh, it just came down to some muscle relaxers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't even tell Crazy. me to exercise or move it around or anything. They were like, oh, it'll get better. But, uh, you know, three months, four months into a process, it's not getting any better. It hadn't gotten any better at all. So, yeah, I was pretty shocked by it. But, you know, there was another time just about, oh, six or seven years ago, I got super sick. Virus, rashes. I mean, it was bad. And I, it was so bad, I took myself to the emergency room. Uh, wow. First time I've ever done anything like that. And uh, and my neck was like just hurting. And the uh, the guy, the the physician there at the ER, he was real honest. With, I go, would you mind maybe checking out my neck too? Because I I can't hardly move it. And that might have been probably you know the virus. But uh, he kind of pushed around on me a little bit, and he knew I was a chiropractor. And he goes, honestly you probably know more about it than I do. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. Thank you. <laughs> so we're getting a little bit of respect. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so Jeff, um, if you were going in to see yourself today, go back to that time and you were going to go in and see yourself today, how would you have treated yourself? Back when I, when I was yeah, skiing, when you were a kid. Yeah. When I bounced off my head. Uh, well, first of all, uh, we know that it's a red flag, traumatic onset. I mean, that's immediate x-rays. That would have been the first thing. Uh, and then we know movement is healing. Um, motion's the lotion for the joints. Hurt doesn't necessarily equal harm. And I would have had myself moving and doing exercises. And, and I'd probably see myself three times a week for two to three weeks, maybe four. And, and I'd probably be well on my way. I love that quote. Motion is the lotion. That's I believe great. that's a Craig Liebenstein, but I, I'm not sure. <laughs> so, great. so it's so funny. Not only does he have like the lingo down, Brad, but he's got the voice. Like he's you've got, got, got a great voice. And but, but there's more to this story because there is. Jeff, yeah. in addition to being a world class chiropractor, Jeff, you're also a world class voiceover specialist. I don't know what they call you, voiceover actor or voiceover. What do they call you, people? Uh, yeah, uh, voice actor, voice talent, uh, voiceover. Some of them call themselves voice artists. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't call myself world class. I've only been doing it a couple of years, but we got, I've gotten to do a lot of, a lot of really cool stuff and, and meet some cool people in the last Bro, how many commercials have you done? How many commercials? Um, specifically commercials i'm not sure but I, most of the things i do are commercials and uh-huh. in the past 2 years i've probably done close to 2000 it's incredible yeah. give it us is your incredible. favorite give us your favorite one oh man wow you you're putting me on the spot i don't know <laughs> uh probably the world series of poker yeah Let's hear it. out in vegas Let's hear it. Well, I don't have the script in front of me. What are you doing to me, Jay? And you're putting him on the script. But it was like, it's back. (laughs) The World (laughs) Series of Poker. It's amazing. You know, that type of stuff. Yeah. So cool. That was the preparation one, H1, wasn't it? It's back. Right. (laughs) But the coolest thing I've got coming up, I actually got a video game. It's a fighting game. And it's called uh, God of Rock, and I'm the. Is it Elvis. your game? You built the game? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm okay. just the voice of the Elvis type character, and Got it. and it's going to be like Xbox, PlayStation, 
the whole thing, and it's coming out this this winter. And I'm, so I'm did the you get a preview? Guy. Did you get a cool. preview? Well, they did the release trailer, so that's out there. It's called God of Rock by Modus M O D U S, and and I'm I'm the Elvis guy. I'm like one of the main characters. Can we hear it? Can we hear a little Elvis? Oh, I knew you were going to do this to me. I knew it. <laughs> All right. Well, let me show you. Oh, why they call me the King? That's it. That's, <laughs> that's pretty it. good. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, bro. <laughs> so when you do a when you do a recording like that for a game, do you just have a bunch of lines that you read? Because there's a lot of situational things um, depending on how the controls the input to the controls, right? <laughs> Yeah, you've got to you, which this was an odd thing. I was expecting to have plenty of prep time and and some. Hey, here's what we want to hear and and all of this. And I asked for a script ahead of time and and I just didn't get one. They showed that like when I logged in for the Zoom, this group was out in San Francisco, and uh, they're like, "Okay, so we're sending you the script right now." And I mean, that's literally how fast it was. And and then um, so you have to learn or not learn, you have to come up with hits and punches and grunts and taking damage and, uh, and all of that good stuff. So it was, oh, can we it, hear, can we hear some grunts? Let's hear some grunts. Oh, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, it was too much. We even, it we was, not, I, none I, of I us are my, drinking right now. It sounds like we would I be know, at the bar, no. right? None I of made us are drinking. laugh. Oh, I'm telling you, I laughed through that whole damn thing. It was <laughs> <Okay>. funny. <laughs> Well, guys, we got to take a we got to take a quick break ourselves and uh, let our sponsors have a few minutes here um, to say thank you. Uh, we'll be right back. This is Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Our guest today, Dr. Jeff Williams. We'll be right back. Starting your weekend outright with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. Welcome to Infinity. We have worked hard to create an electronic claims website that is simple and user-friendly. This is the public side. You can log into your personal web portal here. This is your dashboard. You can personalize it to your liking here. Our main focus has been to allow you to submit and edit claims as easy as possible. You will find our claims editor and claims processing is simple to use and straightforward. Our quick action bar is where you can find your most important information. Most of these icons will take you directly to the claims the number represents. You can easily view if you have any messages in your inbox of any unread alerts by looking for these blue numbers. To view the rest of our training videos to get the most of your Infinity experience, click this icon. We hope you find this web portal simple and easy to use. Thanks for letting us serve you. Your weekly dose of talk. Get ready. With the data jocks of talk. And now to a tragic news story. We just learned that a chiropractor recently called his EHR company for help after being forced into yet another platform transition. And the wait times were so egregious the doctor died while on hold. Our sources tell us he was put on hold for over 176 hours. Apparently, the staff had left early to take advantage of all the extra fees they charge. Ever wonder where all those nickels and dimes go? 
don't let this happen to you. PayDC offers its all-inclusive software for one low monthly fee, backed by a team that both respects and empowers chiropractors and their staff. Sign up for a free software demo below and see how Rebels do EHR. Damn, damn, damn. Let's slow it down. With the hot data jocks of talk. Ooh. It's Tech Talk. Welcome back. It's Tech Talk. Dr. Jay Greenstein, our guest today, Dr. Jeff Williams. Jeff, you know, I hear I hear uh, in my microphone somebody's telling me a little bit that you get a lot of things you do. Music. I understand I the art behind crazy. it is yours. Tell us a little bit about the music first. The music. Okay. Um, well, my dad played the guitar and uh, was in a, a band, and he almost went on the road with an old-time guy named uh, Buddy Knox who wrote a, a song called Party Doll. It was real famous around the Buddy Holly days and almost was a touring musician with them. But then, as it happens with so many of us musicians, his wife got pregnant with my older brother, and uh, <laughs> that sidelined him. And uh, so he taught me how to play the guitar, and, and, um, and I, I just... I guess I'd have to one up my dad all the time. And, and so I wound up actually going on the road and being a traveling musician for ooh, about eight years. And uh, I was just kind of like singer songwriter guy and uh, lots of fun. I, I, I can't even explain how much fun that was to travel with a group of guys. So I'd be a chiropractor for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then I would meet the boys. I'd hop in the van and, and trailer and we'd be off for the entire weekend. And, and that would, um, we would go six months, uh, without a day off and, and we would be out of town. We'd be in town. We'd play locally about every four to six weeks. But other than that, we were in Dallas, Austin, Oklahoma city, um, Scottsdale, Arizona, maybe the ski resorts out in New Mexico, um, just all over. And it was a blast. We had a couple of albums. We got one on iTunes now, and and uh, now just so you have one now. What was the What was the name of the band? Uh, well, it was Copperhead. But back then, we did the search for Copperhead. There was nobody that popped up on uh, on the internet. Now, if you search, there's about three, four, or five of them. So if you ever go to iTunes and you want to find mine, it's Copperhead, and the album's name is Remedy. So I wrote Remedy. eight of those thirteen songs, and and uh, and sang I think all of them. Oh, we got to check that so, out. We do. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Fun. I can't so, tell you so how much Jeff, fun it was. Was there a particular memory while you were on the road? And by the way, this podcast is not G-rated, so you can say anything that you want. <laughs> was, right. it, was, there a, was there a particular memory on the road that just sticks out uh, as one of your most favorite? Oh, man. Um, I think, yeah, there was a couple of them. And it, and it was towards the end before we, we kind of broke up and started going our separate ways, wives started having babies, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the Down in Green, Texas. Now, Green is spelled G-R-U-E-N-E because it's a German community. And it's right outside of uh, San Antonio and New Braunfels. And uh, Green Hall is the oldest saloon or dance hall in Texas. Or at least that's the wow. way it's built. It's a very prestigious place to play. So we got to play there, and and when we played there, I was so nervous. I, I just want to throw up. Like I was just terribly nervous. 
it still came off well. It went good and, and had a great reaction and all of that. But that kind of set me up for the next big experience we had, which was we played at an opera house out in Scottsdale, Arizona. And it was for the July 4th weekend. And and for those who aren't really country and Western fans, this probably won't mean anything. But uh, we opened up for uh, Shooter Jennings, which is Waylon Jennings' son. And the band that went on before Shooter was Jesse Coulter, which was Waylon Jennings' wife and Shooter's mom. And so country music television was out there and the whole production crew and all of his management from Los Angeles – and there's this just little band, four piece band from Amarillo, Texas, you know, and and uh, we drove all the way out there, and man, we got a standing ovation, and the whole thing, and, oh. and that was probably one of my. I met Drea De Matteo. Do y'all know her, the actress? She was on The Sopranos, and she was Shooter Jennings' wife at the time. But um, it was just, uh, it was absolutely one of those memories, like you will just never ever forget your entire life. Yeah. Is there? Is there? By the way, that's incredible. Is there a? Uh, is there a chance the band is going to get back together at any point and have some fun, play some gigs? Uh, not anytime soon. But I, I uh, two or three of us still in touch. We, one one guy, he's kind of disappeared off into the ether. We're still looking for him. I, but uh, um, we'll see. We'll see. We'd love to. I think. I think you know we're uh, we're definitely all for it. Brad, I was I was coming down at one of our mastermind events. We were in Sarasota at uh, a few months ago at Kevin's event, and I come down and Jeff's got his guitar and he's down there playing and singing, and, and people are just like enthralled. Like I don't know who this dude is, but he's good. It was just yeah. really cool. It was awesome. It wasn't my guitar. It was one of the, is these artsy one of those artsy hotels, and they yeah. like just give you instruments, you know. Uh, so it's, it's kind of hard to play that one, but uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was great. You know, here in Tulsa, we have a <clears throat> we have a famous studio called the Church. Uh, it goes back into the days of early country and western, and then rockers. And uh, it, they have just recently refurbished it, and made part of it into a museum to uh, to just showcase what they called the Tulsa sound. There were a lot of musicians that loved to come to Tulsa to get that sound because of hmm. because of the church acoustics. And now they're holding con, uh, concerts there, but there's only a couple hundred seats or hundred seats, you know, so the tickets are real pricey, but it is a very cool place to go. Um, You've also got Kane's Ballroom. Kane's Ballroom is an old, that's old. That goes mm -hmm. back to the I got another first radio one. station, uh, country and Western radio station. Yeah. Wow. I got another little known factoid for you, buddy. Uh, if you watch Running Down a Dream on Tom Petty, there's a four-hour documentary called Running Down a Dream that will just knock your socks off if you're a music nut at all. Tom Petty left Florida on his way to L.A., and he stopped in Tulsa to record an album. Might be, might wow. be at the church. Never know. Well, you know, uh, Leon Russell was famous for it. Matter of fact, the the uh, recording studio that we use for uh, green screen studio and videos, uh, Blue House Studio, had uh, Leon Jennings' original uh, piano and organ there. That's been moved to the church. And 
there's a, a great bronze statue of of him out in front of the church. So he's sort of the founder. I I noticed uh, in this upcoming weekend they're having a, a a special that's showing all the microphones that were used back in the day, all the different versions. There's quite yeah. a collection of them. It looked like from the photographs. Oh, uh, cool. But it's it's becoming a pretty popular place. It has been for a long time as far as recordings. But um, it's sort of cool if you – you know, Tulsa's a huge – I was telling Jay, I don't know if you believe me or not, but <laughs> Tulsa is a big venue for music and has been for decades and decades. It goes back to Kane's Ballroom. Matter of fact, that area, Kane's, has just been revamped, and uh, it's now just north of – one of the top ten music venues in in America, wow, the BOK Center, and it's very unusual. IMP designed. It looks like this swirl of stainless steel, but we have amazing um, bands that come through here. I've um, always heard that. Yeah, I mean, it's no Washington D.C. or anything. But. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not Washington <laughs> D.C. That's for damn sure. I don't know what is. I don't even know what's going on here. It's so fucking crazy. Um, so okay, so, so let's bar- let's. Wi- Let's talk. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. No, go for it, Brad. I, I was going to move to the artistic side of it behind you. Some of your charcoals. <clears throat> Do it, you want me to pan? Yeah, let's yeah, see. Pan it now. if you can. So we got Stevie Ray right behind me. Can you describe? So the audience that's listening, maybe you can also describe what we're what we're looking at right now, Jeff. So I go through like periods where I. I uh, I'll get going on something and and I'll just knock out a whole bunch of them because that's what I'm into. So as an artist, I do uh, charcoal portraits like are behind me. I I do uh, painting, watercolor, acrylics, and and oils, and and I'm also a sculptor, so I do the bronzes and and all of that good stuff. So what I'll do is like I've been on a a painting kick here lately. I got one. I got a new one right over there. I'm looking at. Let's see it. That needs to be finished. Well, I'll have to. I don't know if I can. I'll, okay. I'll go grab it here in a sec. Um, but uh, so I've been painting, 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 and then when I start getting tired of that, then I'll go back to the charcoal portraits, and I, I can bust one of those out in about four hours. And uh, and so I'll do you know six or seven of those, and then I'll switch to sculpting, and I'll do three or four of those, and then I'll go. You know, I just I'm, and then I'll spend more time doing music. You never know. So uh, uh, I make myself and my my family crazy, but <laughs> but my daughter has started painting, and she is absolutely phenomenal. Wow! So they're picking up on some of it. It's so cool. That's great. I think I think. I think- Brad, what we need to do is we need to somehow figure out the technology to evaluate Jeff's brain to see how it works, where he's got all these different talents that are just crazy good. It's insane. You know, I find that I find that guys that are successful and I do a lot of multi multi talent kind of things like that, too. I'm not good at really any of them, but I, I think it's the way that. If, at least for me, it's where I have to go. Like I have an art studio by by my house. You know, I'll go out. I metal sculpt and clay sculpt, wow. um, wood sculpt. Look at there. And um, I, I also pencil and charcoal. I'm not. I've tried painting. I'm not great at it. Um, but um, you know, I'll go out there at two o'clock in the morning. I've got pajamas. I go and weld in when I'm sculpting, and and I wear Crocs. And and socks, and I got little burn holes in the crock pattern in my socks, you know, from welding at two o'clock in the in the morning. Yeah, so 
Yeah. I did that in college. That's where I learned a lot of the different medias. I did that in college. I did glass blowing in in, in clay, uh, pretty heavy there, uh, for multiple years. And um, I got to study under a guy that's a world-renowned sculptor out of a little town north of here, Perry, Oklahoma. He does tons of giant bronzes um, <clears throat> and still beautiful, there? beautiful stuff. He's still there. Uh, he go visit that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. He actually did. He actually did the Leon um, uh, sculpture that's in front of the church. Matter of fact, he was working on that. He did a sculpture uh, that involved my wife on Oklahoma State University campus, oh, wow. and uh, so. Yeah. He called me and said, Brad, we got to have images of your wife, but she didn't know about it, and it had to be a surprise at the time. So I did a little sculpting on it for him and took pictures of her at night when she was asleep. I'd do a panorama of her when she was yeah. – it was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out beautiful. And if you look at my stuff and you compare his stuff, it just like night and day difference of a sure. professional sculptor, you know. Yeah, it just – it the thing with art, is is that it is so relaxing especially when you get into the zone and if you're somebody like really i assume all three of us where you're just go 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 rush 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 get this done you got to remember this don't forget to do that and all of that stuff and you ever get the t the time or the chance to just sit down with your own thoughts or your own music or you're what catching up on recorded shows or whatever but you're just sitting there creating that is, I mean, you can't, I mean, that is therapy. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because I was, I was in Homer, Alaska before the conference. I, Sherry Ryan, who's the Alaska Chiropractic Society ED, uh, told, told me about this place to go visit before the conference because I was coming from California, had a couple extra days. And I just found out, Brad knows this, I just found out about my little puppy who was diagnosed with cancer. And I was not in a great place. And I literally stopped into an art store. I swear to God, I like why. And I, I'm like the, I, I draw stick figures badly. Like that's how bad I am at art. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I just need to like draw something. And it was like almost too complicated to get the paint and this and that. So I ended up not doing it, but like I literally went there. I was like, maybe that would help me relax. Maybe that would yeah. help me deal with this stress that I'm dealing with. So it's so interesting that you say that, but your work is really incredible, Jeff. Like looking at it behind you, it was just, it was just really cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. I'd show you my. You want me to? You want me to show you my saxophone? Yeah, we'll we'll take the break and then you'll and then I'll Let give you, you the opportunity that. to go get it. Yeah, go get it. Perfect. Let's do that. We'll be back in a minute. Join us again, Doctor Jeff Williams. I'm Brad Cost. My co-host, Doctor Jay Greenstein. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. And Dr. Jay Greenstein. The world around us and healthcare specifically is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been right now today to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future. So we all feel it. 
rent or dining out, gasoline or movies. As a matter of fact, the dollar is not going as far for a whole host of reasons. And it's impacting everybody regardless of your financial situation. Did you know that 38% of the overall population is having to reconsider how they're spending their money just to afford the healthcare they need? And if you break it down further, 26% have actually delayed the healthcare that they need, including going to see you, the chiropractor. So here's what we need to know about the breakdown in demographics. You would think that someone who's making $120,000 or more would be continuing their care right now. But the actual number is 18%. 18% of that group is actually putting off healthcare. And that's a group of people making six figures. When you take that same information all the way down to a group making 40,000, that number is much higher. It's closer to 40%. So it's never been more important than now to make sure you've made it easy for your patients to come see you, that you have choices for them, and you understand what they're going through at home. We wanna make sure your practice thrives during this time, and we encourage you to learn about what Cairo Health USA can do for you and your practice, and making it easy for patients to see you and continue care. Spreading the love. You're listening to The Tech Slot. It's Tech Talk. What's up, everybody? It's Dr. Jay here. I'm with two very good friends of mine, Mr. Brad Cost and Dr. Jeff Williams. We're having this incredible conversation with Jeff and also Brad. I mean, these, I'm, I'm, I'm the moron of the group because these two guys are Renaissance men. I can't do anything, you know, but these guys do so many different things. Jeff has showed us his, shown us his, um, his charcoal prints behind him, but he also is about to show us his painting. So, Jeff, yeah. let's see it. So this one is unfinished, so no judging, okay? This is the one I'm working on. I still got to work on the hands and all that good stuff. But. God, what the fuck is that? That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome, bro. Uh, that is I'm a so musician. Great. Explain explain to the crowd who's listening and not seeing, what what, what, what are we looking at here? It's kind of a close-up of a, I, I would guess that's probably a bass sax or, or kind of a mid, mid-sized saxophone. And uh, and just the guy's hands and and his jacket and just kind of some cool lighting. So, yeah. Do you play the sax? No, but I love okay. musical instruments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's like art. It's like it's like me for football helmets. Like they're art to me. So yeah. I totally get that. Um, my dad played the sax actually. So it's kind of cool. Oh, really? Um, okay, hold on. Now let's see the sculpture. You got a sculpture, right? Okay, well, I got a couple sitting here. So sometimes I just sit around and I fiddle on uh, on I practice making faces, and so that one turned into the Incredible Hulk. There. <laughs> hey? Oh God, that's great. That's is that, fun. Is that though, when right? you get? Is that when you're like pissed off about something going on in the office? Is that is <laughs> makes that when me you feel better. To, yeah. And right. then I've got this this other one that this is a. Uh, so my daughter and I used to take walks each night, and she would ride or she would use roller skates, and and. I would try to keep up with her. It was a little game we played. And so this is uh, my daughter on roller skates. So, um, Oh, that's great. Oh, that's yeah. awesome, Jeff. Yeah. That's so cool. So. Look at that. Very cool. Yeah. So um, do you turn do you turn the clay into uh, bronze or resin at least and paint it we bronze? Do. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, you know. It's um, expensive. It, it is. That's what I was going to say. That is the problem with being a sculptor is that 
to get a good durable bronze out of it, you got to take it to a foundry. They do the mold right. and all that, unless you know how to do it yourself. And I don't have time to learn all that. Uh, and then, and then they make them. So that small thing of my daughter there to, to mold that and actually get the product itself would probably be about 2,500 bucks, maybe 3,000. At least. At least. And, and then to reproduce that would probably be about 1,200 each. Yeah. So you gotta to to really be able to do that as a living, you better have a clientele that is willing to to spend some money on you. And you I can do that and pour them in resin. You know, you you go ahead and pour around the clay and make a mold, and then you can pour resin. And uh, there are techniques to uh, paint the resin that look just like the bronze. Sure. It's a pretty cheap way, a few hundred dollars still, but it's a pretty cheap way to get a a more permanent looking because that clay will eventually. Um, desiccate and and fall apart oh, yeah. eventually. And we're going to get this with that one being my daughter. That one's getting cast in bronze for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the Hulk. You're not going to do the Hulk. No, no, no. <laughs> so, that was just really me showing off because I was trying to teach my daughter how to make faces, and I was like, uh -huh. let's. And so we made just a standard face, and I said, "All right, now let's mess it up. Let's do something with it." And then ended up making the Hulk. So I love That's it. Great. That's great. I love it. Now, Jeff, That's great. Uh, in addition to all the stuff that you're doing, you also are a real estate investor. So maybe you can share a little bit about that journey. Oh, man. Uh, so that's a little fresher deal. So first of all, voiceover uh, was a kind of a side gig that's turned into a full-time job on top of my full-time job. Uh, it's really, really uh, been very uh, – it's been a blessing. So it has helped fund real estate investing. And so that started uh, – back in December. So it's been, it's only been about a year and we bought two houses this past year and started, started getting going on it. So, uh, we bought a house in Lubbock, Texas, because that's where Texas tech is. It's only about an hour and 45 minutes from where I'm at in Amarillo, Texas. So it's easy to get to, it's a division one football school. So there's always, or I say football, all sport is a division one school. So there's, there's a medical school there, a law school there. So I, it's there's something always going on. And uh, and so we thought, well, that's a good place to start uh, short-term rentals, also known as Airbnbs, VRBO, that type of stuff. And um, what all started, it, it's books. I swear, Jay, he's like the master of telling me what books to read. Well, what got me started was a book that's in the Rich Dad, Poor Dad group called um, Tax-Free Wealth. And it's by a guy named Tom Wheelwright. And he started talking about how you can you can balance out your tax burden on your chiropractic side by investing in real estate. Because if you're doing short-term rentals, you can count your property depreciation, curtains, your furniture, all kinds of stuff depreciates. You can count all of that against your gains in your business life over here and pay less taxes almost zero taxes if you're if you're playing it right legally by the way and so that got that got my wheels smoking a little bit and I started talking to my wife about it and of course like wives are supposed to keep a, they're supposed to pull the reins and you know keep us from <laughs> doing all the stuff yeah they're like quit running slow down and uh, and so it took her a little bit to think about it and then once she really got going she's like we should get a house. I was like, yeah, now we're talking. Yeah. Because, I mean, once you're on the same team, man, then there's no stopping you. If there's a consensus, this is a good idea, especially among two, you know, above, I think, above average intelligence. If you have two consensus among two, then you're doing good. 
Yeah. And, uh, and so we, yeah, we started down that path and then we got a second one in Lubbock because my son goes to school down there. So, uh, that way we're not throwing away money on rent. Uh, so he and his roommates are renting from us and, and now we're looking to try to get one down in Orlando. So that's, nice. that's the next go. Awesome, man. Congrats. It's awesome to say. It's, that's it's great. Been you know, a journey. It's, it, it's funny, Jeff, my wife wanted to do that same thing in Stillwater. She wanted to buy one of the head, the head coach of the baseball team bought a couple of houses right across the street from the stadium that were just pits. I mean, you know, they rebuilt them, dressed them up, and now they're Airbnbs by the head coach of the baseball, and they stay rented all the time. And yeah. uh, people that are coming to baseball games, and, you know, D1 um, baseball is just not quite as popular as, as football, but it still has a it's big following. You know, I, so we have a nurse practitioner that works for me in, in our uh, practice, and this is why I was getting into the Airbnb arena. And he said, you know, because they're big uh, Texas A&M Aggies, and they were playing out at Ole Miss in Oxford, Mississippi. He said, we flew out there, and the Airbnb was uh, $600 a night. And he said, just a small little thing. And I was like, are you serious? Is that real money? Really? And he said, yeah. And uh, and no kidding, man. We got $620 a night down in Lubbock during the, when the Longhorns came to play them just a few wow. weeks ago. And then we're already booked up for the OU home, com- or the, the OU home game there in Lubbock for, uh, I think it's 600 a night. So, yeah. I mean, of course, it's not 600 a night all, every night just when you have those home games. But, yeah, it's 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 been pretty phenomenal brad you should go down and stay at jeff's place when oklahoma state goes to texas tech that's i think we played texas tech already i think we played them here at home oh next year next year year. yeah Yeah. hell that's very cool we we might we might do that actually crazy me i i invested in the commercial side not the residential i don't have the heart for uh i'm not tough enough for residential stuff i uh I tried that at several times, so I jumped into uh, commercial real estate. But see, the good news about short terms is they're in and out in two or three days. They're in and out. I know. Yeah. Airbnb wasn't around back in those days when I sure. when I first started in real estate. Commercial was, you know, commercial. When you talk about the tax things, that's really important. I tell people, doctors own your own buildings. You can become a millionaire just owning your own building. And besides what you're doing inside that building and, uh, you know, I have a million, I have a million square feet of office space in downtown Tulsa. Mm. And so tax credits are pretty serious <laughs> and pretty, yeah. pretty serious, you know, in the millions of dollars. I didn't pay taxes for years and years and years because of that. But now the downturn, you know, I'm sort of sweating a little bit that, that, um, you know, that, could turn on me real quick and I, think, back. I hope so I, yeah. we've got a lot of a lot of a lot of tenants uh none have jumped yet so i guess that's a good sign it may be two or three years but it's it's gonna turn but i tell people you can make money four or five different ways people are buying your equity you've usually got appreciation uh the tax advantages are are just unreal you know it's it's just um it's a good deal you can expense everything. It's important. Mm-hmm. Set up those LLCs right and left, and that all comes down to K-1s and, and comes right down to your bottom personal tax. So it's yep. a great deal. Jay's too busy traveling. He can't, he can't pay attention. 
<laughs> let me tell you, I had one investment property with a, with a very close friend of mine, a fraternity brother of mine. And man, we took a bath on it. I don't know. Like we didn't put, we didn't have to put any money down, but it was kind of an older place that was refurbished and then couldn't get it rented at a, at a, at a, at a rate that would cover our mortgage costs. It just, finally, we just like, all right, let's just, let's just call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's call it Sometimes a day. Sometimes you got we, to. But the, the short-term rental thing, and also dealing with, I had to deal with the with the tenants. Yeah. Not fun. But not the fun. Airbnb thing, man. That's like that's good in and out. Better, so good for you. Yeah, yeah, that's great. All right, can we talk some college football before we before we go? <laughs> yeah, we're winding we're winding down, aren't we? Let's talk I feel about like college. I haven't contributed to the profession yet. <laughs> no, listen, we've been we, talking we, about my painting. You know. You know what? It's way more interesting than us having another chiropractic conversation. <laughs> yeah. like, we don't need any more of that. We've got plenty of that. Trust me. Well, let me. Unless let there's me, something that you'd like to say, would you like to say something, Jeff, about chiropractic? <laughs> Jay, we're buddies. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, come on. Say, say what um, you want. No, I would just say, I mentioned I have a podcast as well called Chiropractic yes. Forward. Um, and, and it is evidence-based uh, podcast. Like, it's evidence-based talk. Uh, Brad and I were talking before we came on. I, I don't really have anything to sell. And, and if I had anything to sell, it would be evidence-based, responsible care. I think that, you know, our just our profession is not very standardized. And and I like to see more, uh, I guess, standardization, more evidence-based, more research-driven um, protocols and, and standards and all that. So on, on chiropractic forward, what I do is I get on and I share some of my own personal, what's going on in my office this week, you know, because I know if that's what's happening to me, that's happening to a lot of other folks. And, and so one of my themes here lately, unfortunately, uh, back to school has gotten us slowed down, man. We are slower than I'm normally, Jay doesn't hear that from me very often. I'm usually just stacked busy. Uh, but that's what's going on in my life right now, you know. So I share some of that and some of some of the things we got going on for about five ten minutes, and then we hop into two research papers that I pick uh, through the week, and uh, um, sometimes it's on uh, chronic pain, and sometimes it's um, I think this week it's uh, high blood pressure and uh, the in increased risk for cognitive de- decline as a result of. Uh, high blood pressure. And then there's another one. Uh, I, I think last week it had to do with cannabis and chronic pain. And you just never know. But all kinds of things that I get from pain, medic, uh, pain medicine journal, I get them from JAMA, I get them from chiropractic uh, manual therapies, just wherever, just the, the interesting stuff that is relevant to our profession. And we cover a couple of papers every week. So it's a lot of fun. I have a blast with it. We've been doing, I think I'm in my fifth year now. That's wow. awesome. That's incredible. That's awesome. Love it. Yeah, so it chiropractic is. forward. Love it. Check it out, people. What's the uh what's the where can they find it? iTunes or everywhere. Yeah. Spotify, everywhere. iTunes. Um the website's chiropracticforward.com. You can listen to it on, through the website. Yeah. Cool. Check okay, it out, now. people. Now back to your football talk. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Right, well, Jay, we had an interesting week last week, right? Oh man, what a set of games! And you, you had a tough one. So, how, how we are you did. feeling about that that TCU game, man? Well, I've sort of I've watched it a couple of times, you know, and trying to figure <laughs> out what the heck went wrong because I was in Alaska when it was going on, and uh, you know, I think I think you you hit it 
right right in the middle of it to say they gave up at halftime. And I believe that's right. And I believe, I hope it will be a great learning lesson. Uh, we, we have homecoming this week. We're playing Texas. And it's got to be. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's the thing that always frustrates me about Oklahoma State. You know, they'll show great. Last year, they, you know, they were the boys. They would come back right in the end. They'd win that thing. They didn't come back. And they led that game by two touchdowns and should have stayed that way throughout the entire game. But, you know, they, they let them come back. And in Big 12, you can't do that. You, yeah. you got serious, serious teams going on. I hate Your to say boys. It, but their defense, their defense just could not stop TCU in the second half. They just like TCU adjusted and Oklahoma State couldn't, and that was the difference in the game. And but one loss does not make nope. does not make it impossible for them to still make the playoff if they can get that shit together on the defensive side of the ball. Well, it sort of depends, you know. Alabama losing right. that'll help Thank the situation, God. but. I said to Thank I said God. to a friend of mine, I was like, "That's that's as good as getting a blowjob. Like seeing Alabama uh, go down, like come on, like what are we talking about?" After here? that Texas Alabama game, oh my god, it was yeah. good to see them lose. And is anybody yes. like thinking about mentioning maybe um, Texas beating the crap out of OU forty nine to nothing? I mean, sure, we, sure, we're, we're happy about that, <laughs> dude. That we'll that, that hurt that hurt Norman. I know they oh, had a they had to had a beautiful. total day of shutdown over a zero score. I had a happy um, little tear come out my eye. So are you a UT fan, Jeff? I am a Texas person. I am a Texas fan. Uh, so if any I, of the Texas teams play each other, who are you rooting for? I'm probably well, honestly, if it comes if it comes down to the Aggies or the Longhorns, I'll root for who's ranked higher, who has the best chance at but cool. if it's just okay. even evens, I'd probably root for the Longhorns. Okay. Yeah. So they're 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 essentially your team. And I have to say I do like Okie State. I really do. Yeah, I've converted Jay a little bit. I mean, I know he's a huge OSU Ohio State fan, but you got to love the guys that are scrappers, and and our guys are that way a little bit. They got a great coach. He is he is a born and bred cowboy himself. During the glory days of Barry Sanders, he was the he was the quarterback, and he just lives and breathes Oklahoma State, and you're not going to find coaches outside of that. And that's why he is a great coach at O State. Yeah. But Jay, I was reading, I was re- watching a little bit the other day. ESPN says o- Ohio State eighty one percent is going to make it into the playoffs, dude. You and Higher, I both know. almost double over any of the other teams. What do you What you, do you think you about that? You and I that? both know it's total horseshit. It's just like whatever. Like I, I don't. I, I, I know. Look, I don't pay attention, and I know Ryan Day is, is preaching to his guys like, don't, don't listen to that nonsense, right? Yep. They just got to focus on the inputs. They got to focus on what needs to be done, every play, every assignment, every down. And you know if they do that, then they're more likely to win than lose. But they got a tough schedule ahead, man. They they got they got to go at they got to go to Iowa. I think they're going to Iowa this week, and then they got to play at Penn State. Um, and then I think I don't know if they play Illinois or not. They got to play at Maryland. That's not going to be an easy game. I'm yeah. actually going to that game, which I'm pretty excited about. And they got to play Michigan. And Michigan could be the best team in the Big Ten. I mean, they looked yep. really good. Pretty good against Penn State. So it's going to be you know the, the season just continues to be fun. I love it. It does. Did you it did does. you guys see the USC Utah game? No, I didn't. Just highlights. Oh, such a good game. And relate, relate, related to that, like the you know the Sooners, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people were hurting when Lincoln Riley left. They're hurting even more now, you know, because oh, yeah. he was such a good coach. Uh, but USC did lose to Utah. That 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 kid, um, 
um, rising, Cam rising. He's just a, he's just a, he's a winner. That kid just, he's a gutsy kid, plays hard, tough, great, great, great quarterback over there at Utah. Now I have to pay attention. Yeah. In Tennessee, think about what, what all Tennessee's done in the last few weeks, man. That's sort of shocked me. They, I caught, I caught me a little bit off guard. Clemson, um, um, you know, Clemson is uh, is right up there in the top. They're in the top five or six, aren't they? Deputy, no. Yeah, they are. They're, I think they're four. Sorry, sorry about my dog. So. Um, you know who we need to get back on the show is Joey Coleman because Robert he's. Him. I know he wants to vent about Notre Dame because, God, they lost to Stanford the other day. I think they're three and three now. Yep. We tried to do a, a season opener with him, and our schedules didn't allow. You know, he made so much fun of me uh, last year, <laughs> and uh, Oklahoma State, you know, just came up and beat the crap out of Notre Dame. And I didn't ever get a chance to get back and, and tease him a little bit about We're gonna that. We're going to get him but, on again. No, boy, I he was, say, I he is a passionate must. Notre Dame fan. There is no yep, question. He is. Well, guys, I know it's been a lot of fun, but it's got to come to an end here. We're going to get way too long. Uh, Jeff, it was great. And, you know, seeing a Cairo that is so diverse in what they do, I think is a learning lesson in itself. More Cairos need to find ways to release, uh, vent. You know, that's what art is for me. It's, it's that magical thing that I can just turn my brain off. Uh, as a business guy and stop and start being creative in other ways that then stimulates and lets uh, the business side creative uh, go. So I think that's a great learning lesson that you're teaching today uh, for Kairos. Well, I think you can definitely solve some issues if if you slow down and, and, um, and create something, you know, I I have, I've solved more than one problem. Uh, This is hanging out by myself. Love it. Me too. Well, Jay, buddy, you got a busy yes, week uh, coming up. I do. I'm going to uh, Maine to speak at the Maine Chiropractic Association event on on Saturday. So I'll be traveling up there a couple of days before, and you know my normal week of Zoom calls and meetings and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. But is yeah. Greg Fox still in Maine? Is he? Uh, do you know Greg Fox? I don't. I don't know Greg, Greg. Fox. I'll he keep was. A for I him, think though. he was. A, yeah, I think he was one of their leaders there at one time. He's a business guy, entrepreneur. Uh, he had a few things that he's talked to me about, but he was a really nice guy too. So cool. I love fun. Enjoy that. Yeah, enjoy Thanks, that. Brother. Well, listen, uh, Jeff. Again, thank you for the time spending today. It's been a lot of fun. Jay, as always. Thank, right, thanks for everything that you give. From my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein, I'm Brad Cost. Have a good day. See y'all. Your weekly dose of talk. Get, get ready with the data jocks of talk.